Hello everyone, this is Trevor, and I'm joined here by Logan, and we're going to be discussing a nice NFL off-season coverage type of episode, uh, varying from recent news, acquisitions for clubs, and overall maybe news for the league as well, kind of impactful things coming out of just multiple NFL camps as well as just individual players as well. But um, did you want to kind of break us down here with our first topic, Logan? Yeah, so we're going to start off with the DeAndre Hawkins signing. So I know know, we're literally on that depending on where you're listening. But he signed a two-year deal with the Titans. Um, he's still DeAndre Hopkins, probably has the best hands in the league, best hands we've seen in a long time. Um, but, you know, he's at that age where, you know, his body, he's always been that kind of guy that raised, he's always had lingering injuries. But now he's 31, 32. Um, you know, he's still an elite receiver at this point in his career. But, you know, Tennessee just seems like that place where receivers go to die. You know, you had Randy Moss, you had Julio Jones, Andre Johnson. Yeah. Plenty of guys where it's, it's not a, it's not a pass-first offense. And he does kind of fit their scheme. Like, it's, he's not going to get a lot of targets there. No. I don't know what their um, quarterback situation is going to look like either. But yeah, it's just a weird signing. Like, I understand why he went there. It's because he probably got a one-year deal from everywhere else. And Tennessee gave him a two-year deal. So, I get it. It's good money. It's incentivized. But, you know, it just... I don't know how impactful he's yeah. going to be for their offense as well. I, I mean, you hear things like Malik Willis is outperforming Will Levis mm-hmm. in camp right now. Um, and then other things like they still have Tannehill in the building. Yeah. So who's going to start? Who's going to be able to build a chemistry with him, if any at all? Yeah. I mean, we saw Julio Jones play there, and I'm like, is he's he awful. there? Is yeah. he is he out on the field right now? Oh, there he is. You right. Know, and then he's it, always hurt when he was when he was on the field. It was. It's just Tannehill throwing yeah. a double coverage, and he gets picked off over Julio. Like it's just. I I'm just I don't want to see that for D Hop, but no. like you said, it's probably we see the pattern. I, I think D Hop right now in his career is better than when Julio went to. I agree to the Titans, but it's just you know, D Hop's getting old, Henry's getting old, Tannehill's getting old. The team is just old. The team is the team is aging. So like, uh, I think they'll compete in the division. Like this, they'll definitely D Hop makes them better, no doubt. Because I mean, he'll help Traylon Burks develop. He'll help. It's I was about to say that. Target for yeah. Tannehill, but the offensive line's a mess there. They still have Vrabel, thankfully. You know, as long as, as long as they have Vrabel, they're in good hands. I agree with that. He's but a really good head coach. He's a great head coach. So but maybe like just, you, I like that point you made about Traylon Burks, maybe learning a thing or two because mm-hmm. he was. I mean, off camp his rookie season, people were like bust, mm-hmm. bust, bust. And he had a decent, you he know, wasn't bad. He had a but... decent rookie. He had some major mistakes and blunders, but I remember I forget. I think it was against the Eagles, bro. Like he had a really, really bad play. I think he fumbled or something. But it's just the thing. The thing about him is that he's always going to get compared to AJ Brown because that's who the Titans traded him for. Yeah, AJ Brown for that first round pick. And he did not replace AJ Brown's no. production by any fucking but means. It's but... just, it's not. Like I get it. I understand why, but it's not fair no. to him at no, all. He's, you he's know, a, he's a young player. I think but like he's his own player. You yeah, know? like it's, it's just. I, I, I do get it because they traded A.J. Brown for that pick. They didn't want to pay him. But it's just – it's also another thing is they I, – I know it's a new GM now in Tennessee, but uh, the last GM didn't want to pay A.J. Brown, and now they just paid D-Hop, who's like seven years older. I would have just probably weird. not paid D-Hop at all if I was a Titans, just stuck with my guys, maybe see if I had a diamond in the rough there. I, but. I think they should just – I mean, I think everyone knows now. They should have just kept A.J. Brown. Like, I know it's the other GM's fault, but – Maybe they, if they waited a little bit, they could have got Mims. But I, I just, you know, I wish that uh, D Hop maybe went to like the Patriots yeah, or something. Yeah, I agree. Because it's a cleaner team, better franchise overall. And he that's, has some rapport with, you know, uh, uh, 
head, uh, head coach. Um, Bullet, Bullet O'Brien. Bill O'Brien, yeah. Bullet Bill O'Brien. Yeah, Bill O'Brien. I call him Bullet. And, and D-Hop, like, if you look at the Patriots' offense, what they needed was that last, you know, that D-Hop. They needed, like, a, a Y. Exactly. And, and He's not an X anymore, I don't think. And D-Hop would have, he was at, I feel like, looking at the offense, he was, like, that last piece for the Patriots, so they would have a good offense. They're now, just not going to pay him. Yeah. Then, I, obviously, they didn't give him the deal he wanted, um, but they, they should have tried. Because, I mean, I think the Patriots' offense on paper still does look good. I think if they had D Hop, it would have looked a lot really better. Good. Yeah, like, sure. I don't think it would have been better than the Bills or the Dolphins' offense, even the Jets' offense. But they have the better defense out of all those teams. Maybe maybe the Jets have a better. You defense. You mentioned but. something good there. All their division rivals. They're not gonna. They're not gonna be better than no. any of those teams offensively. No. But it, that addition would have put them in contention. In contention with potentially, yeah. you know, maybe the Bills if Josh Allen keeps trending downwards. Right. Potentially, and maybe that that one home game they play against all these teams, they they steal a win. You know, not really stealing, but earning a win. Yeah, they could pull a Lions there and maybe do some upsets and shit like that. But I just, me personally, the Patriots, I'm, I, I don't trust Mac Jones. I don't like him it's as a player. good chance to go 0-6 in the division this year. There is a very, I don't think they will. But, but you never know. With Bill Belichick, you know, it, it could go very well for them, yeah. especially against, uh, you know, maybe Aaron Rodgers the first time. They're going to be playing against each other twice a year, and they've had some mm-hmm. battles. And speaking of Belichick, there's been some talk that he's been on the hot seat. Which makes sense. They haven't done anything without Tom Brady, and I think that's well known yeah. by everyone now. I mean, you look before and after Tom Brady yeah. arrived in his in his lap. Uh, he he's done nothing. He's, I, I get besides it. Bernie Kosar's season. I understand why, because like there just hasn't been a lot of upside. But I think just you you have to keep Belichick till he retires. Yeah, you just have to. No, absolutely. Like there's no way they fire him. Like the, I, I understand, but. If they fire him, he's going to go somewhere else as a defensive coordinator or a head coach and make that team better. I can see that because he probably want to stay around the game. He mm-hmm. probably want less responsibility, less of a workload. But I, I, I agree with I agree with what you were saying, though. I mean, they should keep him till he retires because he is kind of like a Bill Walsh. He's an iconic or head Greg coach. Popovich. Yeah, exactly. Spurs, you know, like he like Spurs haven't done shit like after they lost Kawhi, but they're keeping him just because yeah. he's the best coach of all time. You, y- know? you have to respect what he's done. Exactly. But at the same time, you have to be critical of him as well. And, and maybe realize. it is time to you know move on. But I think the main problem is that they just haven't changed their ways. Yeah. They stick with this 2000 yeah. shit. It's like, dude, draft an actual mobile-ish quarterback mm-hmm. and maybe build something. Because they have good run attack. Like They yeah, have Ramondre and uh, who's good the other line, kid? Uh, Pierre Strong. Pierre Strong, who I actually have a bunch of rookie cards for. But they have a bunch of upside with young players. Belichick and Gene, they know how to draft. It's just it's They just haven't found those... Receiving weapons, you receiving know? or that quarterback since like, Tom yeah, Brady. Like, like they're investing in the, in the two tight ends. Like they, they signed John o. Smith, they signed Hunter, they signed Hunter Henry. John John has gone now. They signed Micah Sicky. Hunter Henry, with, Hunter Henry's good, but like he he had a terrible year last year, bro. He's, he's like a solid tight end, but like nah. Bro, his like, his red zone. I saw some stats about him, bro. Like his red zone, like targets went down like twenty five percent from his first year with him to his second year. It's like low upside. He's yeah. he's just a very predictable kind of pass blocking. Yeah. You know, I'll go out for a drag route. And with Mac Jones, like you need actual like create play creation, mm-hmm. which like, I think Gasicki does bring. I like Gasicki. Yeah, yeah, I like that. He's more receiver than a blocker. At the same time, it's a divisional pickup, mm-hmm. so like every defense in they the division, know. they have yeah. tape on him. They so like, know. and then you pair that with Mac Jones, who's the it's, worst quarterback in the division. Yeah. You're not going to win it's many just games. Not a lot of upside. Yeah, like 
But so that's what I was saying. Like they brought in D Hop, sure. I don't think it's still a lot of upside, but it definitely brings another element to add. No, know? it takes the top. It uh-huh. takes it maybe draws a safety someplace, and then it opens it up for some of these other um, receivers they have, like mm-hmm. Nelson Aguilar, Tyquan Thornton, who's yeah. super fast, and a four two in the draft on the combine. I want to say. And you know what? They even if they didn't use him like that. Even that mentorship for these young mm-hmm. guys would have been crucial because and he just felt like a patriot, you know. He did actually. In this point in his career, he does feel like a patriot. Yeah. No, offense. like honestly, he probably always should have been a patriot. To tell you the truth, he would have been monstrous with mm-hmm. Tom Brady all those years ago. But yeah. I mean, those are just what if situations. Yeah. But the Patriots did make the most sense. I agree with you. Yeah, but so, I mean, the, the Titans. Like I said, I think they'll definitely compete in the division, but I don't think they'll win it. I think I think the Jags win the division, but you know. Seven, eight, nine wins for the Titans. I mean, I, that's not out of reach doing. with Frable. Yeah, as long as they have him, they'll be in, they'll be in contention. They'll be fighting. Like this is very very tenacious team. Like they fight for their coach. And they I fight just, for each other. Yeah, they, he's like a Dan Campbell. Like a, like yeah. a, what Dan Campbell is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I really hope that they figure out the quarterback situation mm-hmm. in Tennessee because hearing Malik Willis is outperforming Levis right now, that's scary. Then you have Tannehill was supposed to be replaced by Levis because they're like, oh, we stole him, but now mm-hmm. he's not really a steal. I don't think, I, I don't think I, like either of them, the three of them are the answer. No, <laughs> no, but that's what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm talking about it out loud, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, this this is fucked. Yeah. Like, they're fucked. Is Taylor Lewan, he retired, right? Taylor Lewan, no, he got cut, but like, he, no one signed him. He's not, yeah. he's done. No, I've been watching his podcast lately, and he's like, he lost a lot of weight and shit, so I was like, did he retire? He might, he might just retire at this point. I mean, I don't know why they cut him, but they had Brabel on the podcast. It was pretty funny. Shout out to those guys, though. But moving forward, um, anything else you wanted to touch up on D-Hop? Yes. Uh, well, not, not so much on D-Hop. I think now's a good time that we can move on to the franchise tag deadline. Yeah, any big news out of that? Yes. So Evan Ingram got his contract. I think it was a three-year deal. Uh, I'm not going to go into the specifics. Not Tight end for the Jaguars. Tight end for the Jags, yeah. But the main like headliner for the franchise tag deadline is the running back market. Hmm. We saw a guy. We saw Tony Pollard get tagged this offseason, Saquon Barkley and um, Josh Jacobs. Obviously, Josh Jacobs led the league in rushing last year, and Saquon was coming off a career year. Tony Pollard coming off a career year as well. Um, he got cut, so he was supposed to be the prime, you know, number one running back. Neither of them got a deal. None. Yes. <laughs> um, it's because everyone's afraid of the TG three, yeah. bro. He yeah. changed the market for running backs. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not even gonna lie. If you go back and remember when he was playing and that uh, that happened, they lost the Super Bowl because he did not play, and I, I will yeah. live on that. But it changed because mm-hmm. he changed drastically after one injury, and that's what these teams and clubs are scared to spend money on. Yeah, and I, running, I, running backs, good. Sorry. No, no. I'm, I was just gonna say I get both yeah, no, sides. One hundred percent. Yeah. Like I, I get both sides of this argument, but it is impactful mm-hmm. to the market, like you were saying. So it, it's just like you. you you look at the past 10 Super Bowl winners. I saw a post on this on Instagram and Twitter the other day. The last 10 Super Bowl winners didn't pay the running backs. And, and so, like, I understand. But, like, you know, it's different, like, when you look at Saquon or Austin Eckler or guys like that who are have such big impacts on their team. But you look at Saquon who's had an injury history, you know. And, and it scares you. Yeah, exactly. And it's just you can't justify paying a running back. But, like, I, I do get it. Like, they are some of the most impactful guys on your team. Like that is the truth. Like the you know the average kicker gets paid more than the average running back. Yeah, no, I, I saw that as well. It's it's crazy and it's disrespectful. But until I mean until we see like a massive leap in cap yeah. space and like more money being thrown into the NFL, where like a small contract for a running back is like six million yeah. a year. Like when, when, and that sounds crazy right now. Mm-hmm. But like when that becomes a reality, then you know. 
that'll be a thing. But until then, it's just it's just not going to be because you put money into a running back, and the Rams did it with Gurley. They got playoff wins. They McCaffrey got McCaffrey is different. He's McCaffrey, a different like he's man, different. Yeah. But now, like if you go to the 49ers, you're different on the 49ers. Exactly. Like that's an exception. Yeah. Like you're being utilized perfectly and properly as a player for your position. But like. And I guess Derrick Henry, he's earned his contract as well because I think they could have won a Super Bowl with him. They should have probably won a Super Bowl with him. Yeah, there's been some um, windows for that team when they had the first round by. Yeah, thirteen. Like, and three. Besides those two though, like there's no running backs that have been paid that's like okay, like I, I get it. I'm going to ring with that running back. Like there's there's none. Like no, not not of recent years. And Aaron Jones maybe, but they wouldn't have won because of him. It would have been because of Rodgers. Yeah, but even then though, like it's not. It's not what some of these guys are asking for, bro. No. Like I and I get what they're asking for because they are putting their body on the line, and mm-hmm. like that's a whole aspect a, of it. It's the hard, worst position to play in the NFL. It's the most tolling in your body, especially Saquon's game. Especially like he's, Saquon. He's a power rusher, and you don't. And he's bru- he's a bruiser, like you were talking off mic. And man, that that when he retires, bro, he's gonna get. It's gonna be hard to get out of bed in the morning, type shit. So like he should be getting paid properly, but and I get he does he does deserve it. He does. He but does from a franchise aspect. Like, there's no reason to. Maybe to equate that this, like, more sponsorships should be going after running backs mm-hmm. instead and getting them, like, maybe brand deals and more, like, passive yeah. income. And, and maybe those are, like, the positions that are prioritized first. Maybe some kind of rule for that. But, like, I just don't see how teams that owners and, and GMs, that the GMs are working for an owner that's allocating money for this owner. How, how they're going to go to that owner and justify paying Zeke Elliott, you know, fucking another big, yeah. another big contract. You, yeah. look at, you look at the Chiefs right now. Are the Chiefs paying a running back? No, they have a committee. No. And it works. Are the Bills paying a running back? No. Or have the Patriots paid a running back the last 20 years? No. 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 They've no. always had a committee, you know? So, like, it's just... The, the Rams in the last Super Bowl, did, like, they had, did they, were they paying a running back? No, no I couldn't. Like, I mean, they had tr- they fucking Cam Akers, Akers like, and that's a draft, Malcolm Brown. draft pick money, you know? Like, cheap. Like, shit. Yeah, you know? cheap. So like it's just the recipe to win the win a Super Bowl is you don't need a running back you no. like and why pay one guy when you can invest in three decently like good guys like you look at the Chiefs Jerick McKinnon was a beast last year Isaiah Pacheco was a beast last year he like, was and they're not paying these guys like I'm sure they paid McKinnon a new contract but Pacheco was a seventh round pick like he's not making shit <laughs> another thing that it's also kind of a factor you look at the guys that. You know, are a part of these committees. I haven't heard anything from Tony Pollard like complaining, because that team is always successful in the regular. They win. Guys that are complaining right now are you know not really winning. And if you are winning, you don't care about the money. You don't. You know, like seriously, that's just a fact, bro. Like the Chiefs running backs, dude, they could be going and fucking trying to sell themselves to other clubs and be like, I'm gonna bet on myself, give me a massive deal. But they're around success. So until these teams actually capture success and. You know, are able to win. You know, I'm not shitting on any of these guys personally, but like Derrick Henry and all these guys that are talking about, you know, they're not getting paid Austin enough. Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, you know, who's dude, next up? Austin Eckler, y'all blew a 27 point lead in a playoff game. Until you guys can start winning consistent games and being part of success, I promise the money problems and the money thoughts will go away. Because mm-hmm. you're trying to become that main focal point when, like, even when you kind of are. You're not really winning those big games or yeah. showing up when needed most, and like I mean, that's the a big Chargers point. Too. Have always been underwhelming. Always, know? like always like, will since, be. I like, think in the Herbert era, at least, like they've always been looked at as a Super Bowl contender, as the, the dethroning the Chiefs, and they have yet to do it. When like, we were talking about this off mic the yeah. other day, like this team has been built to beat the Chiefs, and they they can't. 
mm-hmm. they're unable to do it. And you, you said it perfectly, very underwhelming. But like, just overall, what do you think the impact of this running back, I guess, surge is going to have on just the overall market? Because um, you brought up a perfect point a little earlier, paying three, you know, wide receiver four and fives rather than dumping a fucking $10 million contract into a running back that could potentially tear his Achilles, tear his ACL. Which you can say for anybody, but, you know, the running backs are are getting beat up way, way more. There's a higher probability of it happening to a running back. Mm -hmm. Much higher probability. Um, But I I think the uh, whole contract situation is probably going to change for running backs. I think think what they should do is eliminate the franchise tag for a running back. You can't tag a running back. I think that's fair. I I like that. uh, I, I think... They're probably going to make it so instead of a running back just signing a contract after he gets drafted, I think they'll probably make it so a running back can negotiate a contract after they get drafted, which it, it, it'll be weird because like it's never been done before. Or maybe like off-rip, if you're a first-round draft pick running back, pay them uh, more. Which, I mean, you know? look, at, I, I, Bijan actually is the highest-paid running back in the NFL this year. Yeah. So like, but he's, which makes he's, sense. He's, he's the eighth overall pick. But look at Isaiah Pacheco. He's probably making less than a million dollars. He is making less than a million. But dude, dollars. like that's the point though. Like that he's young, right out of the draft. That's the time to pay the running exactly. back. So pay exactly. them the most you can pay them in the draft. Exactly. Or if they're an undrafted free agent, up that standard and limit. You know, if they're coming on for seven fifty, up it to one point seven. Exactly. You know, yeah. like make little adjustments for certain positions, and it will all be okay. But yeah, I mean, you know, if you're you know Zach Martin who's holding out right now. That's where I, you yeah. know, that's where yeah. I'm gonna throw some money at. You yeah. know, I'm not for sure. I'm not Hall of Fame guard. Exactly. You know, he's gonna, he's gonna be a Hall of like Hall of Fame level for like for another five years, three five, three to five years. Hundred percent. There's you more look at Saquon, needs. and yes, Saquon is elite right now. But if in you had five a Zach years, Martin, or, or if for as a Giants fan, if Zach Martin was your guard and he's holding out, would you pay him or is holding out Saquon? I'm paying Zach Martin every time. Exactly. There's no question about if you're a football, if you're an actually like an intelligent football fan or just a, like a legitimate avid watcher of the game, you would understand the crucialness and of some of these other look positions. Look what the Cowboys just did. They cut Zeke. They're probably going to pay Zach Martin and they didn't pay Pollard. No, they're so, not, they're never going to pay Pollard. Yeah, they're, they're probably not going to. They're not they're not doing what they did with Zeke again as long as Jerry Jones is, you know, living in this you know, this new span of five years, because, like, his... Like, I don't even know what Jerry Jones is, bro. Mm-hmm. He'll decide to pay a running back in, like, six years or so. But for the next five years, they'll be mediocre and stuff. But I don't want to talk about the Cowboys, because we already know what the Cowboys are. They don't need any more publicity or any kind of exposure. They are mid. <laughs> they are middington. If you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, just stop. Just stop. <laughs> but the next topic, Logan. Yeah, um... I guess right now we can talk a little bit about Madden ratings. Mm. And with that being said, like as we're recording this, the top 10 quarterbacks just came out. Mm. So I think this is the perfect time that we can go over this because I already see some flaws in this that you and I would definitely agree with. If Jared Goff is not in the top 10, I'm going to be kind of furious. He's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so number, number one is obviously Patrick Mahomes. He's yeah. part of the 99 club. Obviously. We're, we're going to go over the whole 99 club later on in this. Um, Well-deserved. He's the definition of a 99 overall player. Number two is Joe Burrow, ninety-five, which I get it. I think he is the second best. Quarterback but like, no, but like ninety-seven, like ninety-eight, right? Like, my thing is Josh Allen's a cover athlete. And he's a ninety-four. Like, I thought they would have given it to Josh Allen, you know, as a cover athlete. But I guess not. I guess this is where Madden just contradicts themselves. Yeah, all the time, bro. Or at least made Burrow the same, or at least made Allen have, the same as Burrow. Have them tied for two yeah. and then have an additional quarterback up there as well in the top ten. Like but That like, would have been acceptable for me. That's, 
I don't it's know. Weird, isn't it? He, Joe Burrow's oddly getting a lot of hype, and I get he's been nothing but great ever since he got the starting helm of this of this Which, franchise. Yeah, I think he's second best quarterback in the league. And I agree with that, but I've been hearing that he's better than Patrick Mahomes, and no. so it's like I no, I just crazy. can't I can't fathom that. But like, I so so Patrick is ninety nine, Joe Burrow's ninety five, Josh Allen ninety four, Josh Allen's ninety four, and then yeah. ninety or number four is Lamar Jackson ninety one. What? I, I get it. You know, no, he's, but for Madden's sake, he's a running quarterback. Yes, but. No, he, I mean no. He hasn't played in like fucking ten weeks. He was gonna hold out. I mean, come on. Oh, it gets worse from there. Number five is Jalen Hurts, eighty-eight. What? He's a ninety-four. 90, yeah, I was like ninety-three, ninety-four. Like that's what I'd say. Like eighty-eight. That's that's, that's number five. Like, that's disrespectful. He was just in the Super Bowl. There's four quarterbacks in the nineties. Think about that. Wow. Yeah. Think about that. That's wow. that's crazy. Damn. So yeah, Jalen Hurts, 88, so he should be higher than that. And there's a, there's a tie at 6. Justin Herbert, 87. I think he should be at least a 90. I can argue that, too. And then the other tie is Dak Prescott, 87. Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. 87, 86 no, 76. is a for him. But Dak Prescott, is, he led the interceptions <laughs> in 11 games, bro. But he should not be tied with Justin Herbert. Brilliant. At all. No, nah, he's that backup that you throw in, like, when you're just rebuilding and you're trying to get the first overall pick. Like, he's 76 over... Like, EA's dog shit, It gets though. worse than that. Okay. Aaron Rodgers, 86. What? He should at least... He should be, like, a 90. He should, at, at minimum, 90. Respect the OG and give right. him a 92. 86? Come on, now. That's BS. Come on, now. Dak Prescott's ahead of Aaron Rodgers and Madden. Come on, now. You're smoking fat cock, EA. And then number nine is Kirk Cousins, 84. I get it. That's fine. I understand it. I get it, I guess. He, he earned it. You know, they had a good year last year. And then number 10 is Tua, 83. I think he should be higher. He should be a I, little I think, higher, I guess. I think they should switch Dak and Tua. Tua. Dak should be 83. Tua should be 87. Yeah, I agree with that, I guess, in, in this term. But, I wow, I don't agree with this list by any means. But like Jalen Hurts, I understand Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL, but 11 overall is higher than Jalen Hurts. Yeah, no, that's insane. That's, that's, I don't know, I, I don't know, that's, I think Hurts is better than Lamar Jackson. I definitely, I do too. He's a better runner and thrower with the ball. So, I guess if I were to do this, I would do Mahomes 99, I would do Burrow and Allen 97, or like both 96. I would have them the same overall, just because Josh Allen's a cover athlete. Yeah. I would do Jalen Hurts like 93. I think Lamar 91 is good. Okay. I think Lamar 91 is good. I would do Herbert 90. I would do, like I said, Dak like 83, 84. I think Rodgers should be 92. I think one, uh, one overall above Roger or uh, Lamar. I think that's reasonable. I think 80, 86 is disrespectful. Like 86? Like, come on that's now. That's Aaron Rodgers, bro. Like, that's... That's Aaron Rodgers, bro. That means that's at crazy. That's crazy. Like, 90, bro. Like, it like this, even just looking at it, like, it just like, bro, doesn't what? look right. But they, they've been disrespecting him. I, remember, I think last year you went in as an 89. It's because of an MVP year. It's because he's an open-minded uh, yeah, free speaker of the of the free spirits of the world. Hashtag, it's because of the ayahuasca shit. Yeah. It's definitely, bro. I think Kirk 84 is a good rating. But, like, I mean... It's just, uh, I think yeah, it's Kirk. Kirk's solid, yeah. Kirk's fine at 84. I'd probably it's gonna, him... I think it's going to be lower when the season's over. Yes. Going yes. in, 84 is good. And then that, you know, I already said two, it should be higher. Let me see if I can find the, all the quarterback ratings. So that, that can go on a little, little, you know, tangent on that. Just to see what, uh, what, what. What our guys were rated. Yeah. I already know they're getting disrespected, but. I already know Jared's going to be like a 74. Okay, I got them all right here. 
Okay. Number 11, Trevor Lawrence, 82. He should be like an 85. Yeah. 86. Yeah. Gino's an 81. That's fine. That is fine. Maybe maybe like 83. And then next is Goff. He's an 80. That, that's, okay, that's... That's solid. That is, yeah, I, I, no. I'm okay with it right yeah, now. Yeah, it's he, he didn't get disrespected. No, no. He did not get disrespected. And then Kyle Murray, 79. Uh, and honestly, I, I don't know if these are all true, but it has like little X-Factor things next to them. Jalen Hurts is still a superstar. He's not an X-Factor. Aaron Rodgers is still an X-Factor at 86. And then Kyle is a superstar at 79. It's like, a, it's, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Um, but we have Deshaun Watson at 78, Derek Carr at 78, Garoppolo 77, Russell Wilson 77, Justin Fields 76, Tannehill 76, Daniel Jones 75. Daniel Jones is better than Tannehill. He's better than Fields. He's better than Russell. He's better than Jimmy. He's better than Carr. He's better than Kyler. And potentially better than Watson compared to what we see from him this year. No, I agree with that 75 statement. for Daniel Jones is disrespectful. No, it is. He should be at least... I think he should be with Goff at 80. Yeah. I really do. I think he should be with Goff at 80 because he beat Kirk Cousins in the playoffs and he's fucking 10 points lower than him? No. I don't agree yeah, with that. That's, no. that's why. Matt Stafford's a 75, which I know he had a bad year last year, but... Dude, I don't Worse than Fields, worse than Russell, worse than Jimmy G, worse than Carr. Come on. Dude, Russell, worse than Kyler. Russell Wilson had a historically awful year last year. He's, you should be in the bottom five. Like, for sure. Like, I don't know what that is, but damn. And then Brock Purdy's a 73, which I, I get it, but, like, he should be, like, 75, 76. Oh, yeah, 75 is where you should, if he's better. He was better than Stafford last year. Yeah. So that's that's crazy that he's a 73, but, I mean, that's, I, I, I mean guess, we'll see. They'll update these ratings throughout yeah. the season, obviously, but. I guess we can stop, like, we can talk about these rookies real quick. Bryce Young's a 74, which I agree with. I like that. Stroud's a 73, which I also agree with. Right on par with Brock Purdy. I get it. Yeah, he probably is better than Brock Purdy. Right Pro- Both of them are probably yeah. better. Yeah, definitely. Um, Pickett, 73, right on par with them. Okay. Um, I don't I don't like that. I think he should be higher. He should be like a 75, 76. He had a good rookie season. Yeah, he was solid, yeah. Um, I know I said rookies, but Baker Mayfield, 72 for the Bucks. And should be yeah, lower. It's, it's fine. Should be like a 68. Um, Richardson, Anthony Richardson's a 70. Okay. That's, that's, that's fine. That's actually like that's like the basement. Like that's 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 good for him. Yeah, that's, that's fine. And then Levis is a sixty-nine. So that, I, I like the rookie ratings. I yeah, think that's fine. those are actually fair ratings that are accurate. Maybe you could drop Richardson and Levis a couple more points. Maybe Richardson is sixty-eight. Levis like a sixty-seven. I like 66. Richardson at seventy though because of his attributes. But Levis yeah. is right where he should be at a sixty-nine. Yeah, perfect like, rating. Perfect rating for Will Levis. And then I guess we can talk about Hendon Hooker the Lions. What's he at? Okay. I mean, he, he's not 100% yet, but I know he's throwing again, but I know it's still a little rough on the elbow and shit, but, um, man, he, he was banged up. They drafted him banged up, so I, I could have seen him a little lower due to injury, but, I mean, obviously they're going off of what he was in college, so. And all these guys that have higher ratings than Mr. Bisky, Davis Mills, Mike White, Gardner Minshew, so like that. Now that's that, disrespectful that to Davis fucking Mills, man. <laughs> Davis goddamn Mills, he was a goddamn hero for Houston out there for two seasons. I think they are better than these guys. I agree. I'll rip better. But it's it's crazy. Look at the I'm looking at the like the four Niners quarterbacks. Purdy's a seventy three, Trey Lance seventy one, Donald seventy one. It's like it's just weird, weird like camp. Um, but I guess I a couple other things that have happened around the NFL that I could ask you about real quick. I discussed um this this particular uh trade which the Lions traded mm-hmm. um a 
conditional seventh round pick for no a conditional fifth round pick for a seventh round pick and Mims Denzel, Denzel Mims, Mims Jr. Yeah. for from the Jets. What are your thoughts on that? Um, you know it's a low upside high, or low risk high reward signing. You know he was a second round pick out of Baylor, and he he didn't show many flashes with the Jets. But I feel like he was never really given a chance. Because like they just they just brought in so many guys and just kept bringing in so many guys. Mm. You know, Garrett Wilson, obviously, uh, Alan Lazard is there now. Randall Cobb is there now. Uh, they brought they signed Corey Davis. So he never really got got his chance to shine. But he never he never like I don't know. He just never was anything. But now he has a fresh start, fresh opportunity. Uh, obviously, Jamison Williams is spending for the first six games. Um, he'll probably start. <laughs> yeah, he, he might. He might get. You know, I won't say he'll start yet. But you guys, you brought back Marvin Jones, right? Marvin Jones Jr. Yeah, yep. so there'll definitely would be some competition, but he'll he'll compete in camp. And Josh Reynolds is and still there. So I think he's a good chance of making the roster, but you know he's a good boundary receiver or, or potentially good boundary receiver for you guys that you, know, you come in and fill the void till Jameson gets back and maybe somebody can impact after after he gets back. That's what I'm hoping for. But another thing that actually happened as well, which I did cover in the USFL offseason coverage uh, episode, which is a couple episodes prior. Make sure everyone tunes into that. But um, was the Alex Magoo signing to the Green Bay Packers. And, you know, I talked about it on again on that earlier episode that he had a workout. They didn't leave him they they didn't let him leave the building. So what are your thoughts on that potentially? I mean I know obviously Jordan Love is the starter going into week one, no questions, no ifs, ands or buts about it, but uh, what do you think about this for not only just the USFL but for you know, I guess the NFL going forward? So you and I talked about this a little bit off camera, but this was the Probably the perfect place for Magoo to go to. It was, because um, you know it's it's a place where he actually might get some PT because you never know. But like they have a good coach there, they have a good offensive line. They, have, I won't say good, but decent young weapons. You know they got Christian Watson, got Romeo the, Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs. They, they drafted a pair of tight ends this year. Um, they still have those two good running backs. You know, I, I guess obviously coaching like Mike, Mike Lafleur is still there or Matt Lafleur. Yeah, uh, Matt, Matt Lafleur. Matt yeah. Lafleur. Yeah. So, um, and then Jordan Love is a guy that he's a question mark. Like we don't know how he's gonna perform. So if he comes out and by week six he has three touchdowns and five picks or some shit like that, which I, I hope the best for him. But we could see Magoo come in here and maybe do something. Because I think in camp he will solidify himself as the number two QB quarterback. Two, yeah, like I really do. Because I don't. Who else is it gonna be? I don't I, know the backup is. I don't even care. Yeah. Like I, this guy has won two championships, yeah. just won an MVP in Birmingham. I mean. You got to give him love and respect for it, but I think it's a big thing for the NFL because yeah. I talked about it again on the other episode, how they are going to be doing player allo- allocation. Mm-hmm. So the NFL is only going to have one roster cut on the twenty ninth, eight twenty nine, twenty twenty three. So that's right. Um, you know now they're going to be sending guys down the the USFL. So and then they're not going to be paying for them one hundred percent. So great for the USFL. But what do you think about that for player development? Um, I mean this. It's just you know it's kind of a dream. Yeah, I mean it's nothing but benefits. I I've kind of lost for words. I don't know, I'm trying to think of what to say, but um, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, like, like you never thought this would have happened like two seasons ago when the USFL was starting, but it, it opens the door for a lot of a lot of players for sure because like, it just gives them that extra outlook, extra their names out there now. You know, they can pull an Alex Exposure, Magoo. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they have a chance to go and get some extra reps and head back to the NFL. And I think this definitely raises the level of competition in the USFL because if you have guys that are all coming from NFL practice squads who are, have NFL coaching, or guys that were cut from exactly. the roster, like they're, they're they've been in, in buildings. Here. Yeah, they're, they're coming in here, and 
you know, it, it rubs off on everybody else, you know. Like, these guys know what it's like in the locker room. These guys know what it takes. Maybe yeah. they know what it takes, but, like, they've stayed, they're there and they've seen it. They have yeah. experience. They've been coached by NFL coaches. Exactly. They've been around NFL talent. Think of the defensive linemen, like, hypothetically. Think of the defensive linemen. Let's say a USFL defensive lineman for the, is playing for the Giants. He gets rented down. This guy's seen Dexter Lawrence. This guy's seen Leonard Williams. He's, he, he, he's what, he sees what they do. He's going to go exactly, insane, bro. Exactly. Rip to quarterbacks in the USFL. Um, and there already has been, like, a lot of USFL players getting looked at. Um and signed even, but like, so they already they already have that some of that exposure, which I didn't even know there was there was a lot more than than I expected that I've been getting looked at. You know, Mark Thompson was getting looked at. He didn't get signed by the Giants, but he he got a tryout for the Giants because you don't what's his first name? Kayaba Tizino. Uh, Kayaba Tizino. Kayaba Tizino. He had a tryout with the Giants, and there's, there's been no signings, but they've got their names out there. Sixty three players were signed after season one. Only about four so far, but like I expected that There's because be more. Yeah. there will be more. But like at the same time, the scouts know what to look for in this mm-hmm. league now. What like what players play at different speeds and stuff. But I think it's really good for the NFL because like I was saying this earlier, I think to Caden, but like they the NFL doesn't really want to expand. No, like this is a perfect way for them to kind of still get exposure yeah. and still like get that airtime, get those players, get the talent, and still more circulate money. money. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's crucial. But um, anything else you wanted to touch up on regarding the NFL offseason at this yes, point? Yes, I figured we can talk a little bit about the, um, little bit about the Commanders. Oh, um, yes. Big news there. So they finally, Dan Snyder's finally gone. He's finally gone. So if you're a Commanders fan, throw a parade, throw a party. You know, the past, I think it's 24 years he's been the owner there. It's been nothing but turmoil. The stadium is shit. The field is shit. Everything's shit. Everything is shit. It's crazy that, you know, that's the capital of our country, and then their football team is that, like... Shit. Not shit, but, like, misused, I guess. Like, misled. They could draw such a huge crowd there and be, like, a focal point of... That should be America's team, but it's just America's gutter. Literally, I mean... For... Just the organization is just... Hasn't been good, but... I know Matty Johnson is is a uh, minority owner them now and we're definitely gonna start seeing some change for sure it, it, like i mean we have to dan snyder's gone finally but we've seen so many injuries on that field and they just don't care horrific injuries just acl tears you name it like ligament tears you name it like we've seen it on that field alex smith destroyed his leg on that field and, and it, it's just the shame that it, it came to like came this far for them to finally do something i, I think he has like a 60 million dan snyder's like a 60 million dollar fine Oh wow! The NFL. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know the details on that, but I think he, he won't pay it. Probably not. not he's you know, he's not gonna pay it. Um, but uh, we've seen team change, like the name change multiple times. And speaking of that, you know, apparently they're gonna they're uh, they're gonna have another team name change soon. So they're so, gonna get rebranded again. Again, yeah. Jesus. So we went from the Redskins to the football team to the Commanders, all in a span of like three, four years. And now we're getting another name. Probably next year. And they're going to be... Honestly, I don't think they're going to be good for a long, long time. I, I think we'll definitely start seeing some progress from them. Like, I like Sam Howell, though. Shout out to him. Yeah. We'll start seeing... Because they do have some pieces there, but they they need... There's a lot of shoes to fill. like Off-field stuff yeah. they need to handle. Um, you know, stadium stuff. Just organ, organizational... Internal organizational stuff that they'll have to take care of for sure That before we start seeing it on the field. Um... But, you know, I'm excited just for them. Like, obviously, I'm a Giants fan, so I hope the Commanders suck. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> just, just 
getting the garbage out of the NFL because you, you don't want to see shit teams, you know? No. Like, you, you want to see teams succeed. Like, like I, I want to see, obviously, they're, they're my division rival, but I don't want to see them, like, I, I want to see every team succeed, you know? Like, I want to see the best out of every team. And I'm tired of seeing the Texans go 2-15 and 15 every year. The Cardinals this year, like, look, look, like I don't, I'm not going to watch a Cardinals game this year. No. I think the only only Cardinals game I'll watch is Week Two against the Giants because it's against my team. And, but even then, you're gonna you're gonna be on your phone. You yeah. Know? I mean, you go, oh, Kyler Murray, uh, he's not in the game. Oh, Colt McCoy, pick six. You know, I, that's something I don't want to see. No, it's just it's <laughs> not. And, and you know, the fans of those teams don't want. Like I went through it. Like I, I went through it with the Giants. You know, I, I went through the, the the muddy eras and where the Giants were two and thirteen at some point in the season when we had. I saw this screenshot yesterday, and it, it was. I'm just gonna state these names, but. It was Eli Manning, and then the running backs. You won't know who these guys are, but the running backs. It was like Orleans Darkwa, and like I don't even know the other guy's name. Then you go to receivers, it's like Roger Lewis, Rhett Ellison, and it's like this is what we worked with, and this is what I went through. Like now I'm seeing, I'm seeing something. But I went through the Mike Glennon era, the couple games that was the Jake Fromm era, and coming from experience, you as a Lions fan, like we've seen this, like we've seen this. (laughs) Now the gutter teams are finally exactly. getting out of the gutter, hopefully. And, and the commanders have had that for so long, you know, because of Dan Snyder. And it's just, that's finally gone. So, and I have a couple of friends that are commanders fans, so maybe they could finally just have some peace. You know? Yeah, they might actually have some stability to yeah. the franchise and some hope in the future. I, I, I saw something that said that in, in Dan Snyder's 24 years, he went through 10 head coaches. <laughs> How do you win? You don't, you, you don't win you don't. that at all. And you look at teams like the Steelers, who have like three head coaches ever. Yeah. <laughs> ever. Mike like, Tomlin's uh, yeah. one of the best of all time. Probably, you can make an argument, probably the best. He's never had a losing season. And we just talked about Belichick has been there for 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I know they're hard. it's hard to find good coaches like that. But but still though, if you stick with them through the rough patches sometimes and just stop circulating, like this, stop letting the media... These national media like broadcast panels just fume this shit, bro. Because that's how good players get cut. That's how good mm-hmm. coaches get fired. Sometimes it's just these owners are like, oh dude, oh fuck, Colin Cowherd, you shit, oh my god. I mean, obviously, Stephen A. Smith. Obviously, if you have an Urban Meyer situation, get the, get him the hell out of there. Yeah. But I mean, just I like I'm so glad we didn't fire Dan Campbell when we started yeah. out one and six because uh, that, that would have been a mistake, yeah. a mistake. But that's kind of just the NFL. It's growing pains sometimes, man. But. Um, overall, is anything else you wanted to touch up on regarding the NFL? I think that's about good. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do an entire Madden Rings uh, podcast soon and just talk about you know, like people that got disrespected, people that got overhyped. We'll see, but that, that might be coming soon. But yeah, yeah, but I think that's about about it for this NFL episode. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, everyone out there, thank you everyone so much for tuning in to this episode of Tea Time Reports. Logan, thanks for. Uh, tuning in and giving us some uh, of your effort for the show, man, and appreciate your input on the NFL. Um, But everyone out there listening right now, make sure you're following us on Instagram, Twitter, threads, TikTok, at T-Time Reports, Uh, all support, and, you know, it's very appreciated from all of us. It's greatly, greatly welcome, and any uh, input or constructive criticism, just uh, shoot us a little message or something on there, for sure. But uh, take care, everyone. Peace.